all this stuff in our head. And then we're like, yeah, but I just need to get more patience. I just need to get more patience. And you say the same thing month after month, year after year. At some point, you have to look in the mirror and say, perhaps I'm looking at this the wrong way. Perhaps the problem isn't getting patience or referrals or cancellations or even hiring. The problem must be how I'm approaching it. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right, I'm back. I'm excited for you to listen to this episode, mostly because it's like a, it's like a therapy session for me. I'll explain what I mean. But here's a rhetorical question. It's one of those questions where we know what the answer is going to be. This is a marketing tactic. But really, you should know about this. Here's what it is. Would you like to boost your clinic's revenue by $290 per patient per quarter? There's that rhetorical question. Well, you can do that. It's simple. This organization makes it easy. And it just requires you to do what you're already good at. Oh, I've got your attention now. Uh, it's called remote therapeutic monitoring. You've heard episodes on it. We've talked about it. It's all over. You can enhance patient outcomes, ease provider workload, and turbocharge your earnings. Kickstart and do it simple. Because that's the thing. You're like, one more thing I have to do. No, no, this they're making it simple. Part of you doing what you're doing, just get paid for bringing that value that you're doing already. The website is physiotech.ca. That's physiotec.ca. Uh, had a conversation with a friend who owns a PT clinic about uh, his EMR. He's been with an EMR for like six years, and he's like, I've been annoyed for s- six years. It's like the pebble in your foot when you're running a marathon. Like, none of it's going to kill you necessarily, but man, it just makes that run miserable. Shouldn't the journey be fun? So how about an, an EMR all-in-one for outpatient PT, uh, billing integrations, patient portals, marketing automations, all of it. And switching over, getting the pebble out of your foot is easy. MWTherapy.com is where you can check that out. Now, today's episode. He's been on the show before. Admittedly, we haven't talked in a while. That's on me. I just haven't reached out. But now I did. Uh, and it's, it's Jamie Schreier is back on the show. Uh, Practice Freedom You. He helps you if you're a clinician or you want to be a clinician who owns a clinic. And you want to run that as a business. He can help you do that. He's done it. Uh, and it's a little bit of a therapy session because we talked about limitations and it's a therapy session on my end because it was very, it was like a personal therapy, it's a personal therapy. It's the way I get coaching from Jamie for free. People pay him to do this. I just invite him on my podcast. There's a life hack. Um, but we get inside of it. I'm going to guess everything that I, he was not shocked by anything that I was talking about because it, we're humans, we're big dumb animals. And some of these things might resonate with you and you can learn from my failure and then maybe my step towards success as well in your personal or professional life. That's what you're going to get out of this episode. Uh, last thing I'll say is we we do just shot a great social media video. Uh, people in 2024 leaning into travel physical therapy. I don't think I need to explain to you that it's a thing. And people are just like doing great things in great locations and making good money out of it. So decide where your PT license can take you with Jackson Therapy Partners. See what's available and where do you want to go at jacksontherapy.com. Without further ado, Jamie Schreier is back on the show. He's back on the show. Jamie Schreier's back. Jamie, it's been too long. My apologies for not. It has been too long, and please don't apologize. We apologize too much in this country. We We apologize for everything. 
I saw someone do a, you know, New Year's intention, not resolution, but intention. And this was a female and she was pointing out how female, her herself, and then she noticed other females in her office, their first impulse is to apologize. And she yeah. was commenting how um, a simple flip of instead of if she was late for a meeting, instead of I'm sorry, I'm late, it was thank you so much for your patience. And she went into like how that changes things. Yeah, I, I've, I've experienced the same thing. Um, maybe that same example. But uh, yeah, uh, instead of saying, you know, I'm sorry, you, you kind of reverse it and you, you make it much more of a positive. Yeah. Or uh, I also heard this. It's instead of saying, I'm sorry, I was late. Just like, I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just state it. I'm late. Thank you for your patience. Right. Yeah. You know, it's hard because uh, we could dive into this because we, we say sorry all over the place. It is, it's almost like a, I think, I think it's a, a selfish kind of, um, it's various, it, it's a selfish way, like psychology wise, like, I'm sorry. Like you have to respond to not now I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Like, you know, my response is, is, is always, um, you, you don't need to apologize. Don't apologize to me. You're, you're making the thing worse. Yeah. I'll get on a call with someone who's late and they'll spend five minutes apologizing. I said, we're already late on our coaching call. You don't have to spend five minutes apologizing because it's not going to change everything. We're right. on it right now. Right. Just say, Jamie, I'm late. Thanks for your patience. Thanks. Boom. Thanks for waiting. You know, she was hope, also hope you weren't worried that, that I wasn't going to show like right. something. Don't, don't rant for three minutes that, that you were late. Cause now we're five minutes past plus the extra three. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so something I want to talk about with you that we were like sort of discussing, I feel like we, I feel like you're one of those few people who I could get on a call with. And we've, I mean, we've done this. This isn't something I feel like we can do. This is what we do is we yeah. have nothing to talk about. And then we get on a call and then two hours goes by and we're like, we should have recorded that. And just before we hit record here, we were talking about, um, how would I summarize what we were talking about? Um, setting ourselves up for success, or at least that's, that's what I was looking at it as. And I, I, am on that bandwagon of, I don't make, I never made resolutions or I did, but I never followed them because they're not, they weren't realistic. So now the idea is intentions. So I'll tell you what I'm doing. And this is good because this is almost like I'm getting free business coaching from Jamie. This is how I sneak stuff from people, right? So I took one of the things that I was really, really nervous about, and you've talked about this. You had a term for it, che uh, checkbook accounting. No, it was something different. It was, it was oh, like, accounting. Yeah, you were like, is there money in there? Yes, then we're good. It's like, wait, that's not a great idea. That's not a great way to run your life or your business. Money, good, no money, bad. Is it more than a dollar? Emotions go like this. Right. So when this podcast started, this thing was a goof. This thing was a joke. It was just like a goof thing, right? And then it became a thing. And then it started to generate revenue. And then I, you know, I, I did what everybody did, which is probably Jamie's going to shake his head at me. But maybe other people do it too. I got like a QuickBooks online account and I was like, all right. And that was like buying, to QuickBooks credit, it was like buying a Formula One car. I had no idea to freaking use it. I mean, I could, I could send an invoice and I could sort of try. And I, I was like, I, it looks good. But when an error popped up, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Right. So 2024, I'm leaning into what are the things that I'm good at? Let's do more of those. What are the things that I'm self-conscious or insecure about? 
let's not just close the door, put them in the closet, close the door, sweep them under the rug and hope nothing bad happens. So I'm leaning into that. So I'm hiring a professional to do those things. And it, you know, we're recording the first week of the, of the new year. And I had a conversation with, I won't say who, but it's like, a, it's, it's a, it's a, I found them from an ad and I, like a I book, you're hiring like a bookkeeper bookkeeper. And I feel good about it so far. Like, I'm like, oh, someone's going to do the thing that every year in April, I had someone doing my books, but I needed to do them and then walk into this person's office, you know, with all my papers and then they did stuff and it still never felt good. This is more of a service where I have, I can call them whenever I want and they're looking at my books and they're doing them. And I'm like, take my money because I hated the emotion of not, of doing it myself. Hated it. You know what this is called? This is called... Oh. Being a professional versus being an amateur. <laughs> yeah. If, or yeah. you're looking at this as a business versus a hobby. Correct. And what's interesting is if we're focusing on the physical therapy world, what is it that we want people to do? We want people who obviously are appropriate to take the time and the money to seek out an expert who has trained and dedicated their lives in this area. So instead of taking longer or possibly not fixing your problem at all, you can get it fixed quicker. You can get back to doing things you love. Yes. And what you just said was interesting is I finally made the decision <laughs> to hire, you said a professional, or you could say an expert right. that actually has dedicated their life and their time to learn the art and the science of bookkeeping so they can help other people. Yes. And here's the interesting point. And you and I, when we first came on, I said, you know, how are we doing? I said, I've been going deep in the last several months. Right. And this is the kind of stuff I'm going deeper in. I'm going much more under the surface, uh, especially with psychology and how we think. And what's interesting is we want people to do the thing that we aren't doing ourselves. Yes. And let's just be clear, your business, your life is to the extent of how you think, how you uh, uh, make decisions and how you handle your own stuff that's in our head or the emotions. So the more you upgrade you, the better your business and the better your life becomes. This is one big selfish ride. All we have to do, like this just, just kind of came to me, Jimmy, I'm just like, so wait a minute, wait a minute, Jamie. All you have to do is just really 100% just focus on you getting just better. Yes. Reading more, learning more. You know, you practice in private, what you get paid for in public, like practicing, creating. And the more you do that, the more you will attract better people and the more you will help more people, which will then in turn bring more people into your world. But it's fearful. Because our mindset looks at, and I don't want to speak for you, but if you're like most people, it's it's a cost. Yep. And what we don't appreciate, because we're most of us are still in hobby mode or amateur hour, is we don't appreciate the fact that our time is valuable. Yep. And we have been trained and taught to think that Every dollar we spend is an expense, yet we're telling other people when you come to us, it's an investment it's in your health. All we have to do, you'll love this one, we can move on. All we have to do 
is be the person we want our clients to be. That's wild. That's it. Just well, the be that person and you will attract more clients yeah. because you'll know how they think because you think the same way. But what you can't do is have outside people do things that you yourself are not willing to do. That doesn't work. Wait, what do you mean by that? You can't have outside people like, In but I words, am, aren't I? I'm hiring someone to do the bookkeeping. I, I don't would be a it. fraud. I would, no, no, no. I don't mean it like that. I mean, I would be a fraud if I didn't have a coach. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. If I didn't immerse myself into the coaching world. In other words, if I'm not willing to do the things such as hire a bookkeeper, such as hire a coach, but I'm expecting my clients or potential clients to do those things, you have something that is lacking integrity. Can you get away with it? Sure. There's lots of people that don't have integrity that make plenty of money. But if you're truly aligned with who you are, what you want and all that, all you have to do are to do things that you're asking other people to do. Yeah, so when I get fears and I got fears, I got worries, I got concerns, I'm human. I get myself caught up with all kinds of stuff. But what I've done is not beat myself up that that happens because I'm human, but I've learned how to manage that so I don't make really stupid mistakes that are really costly and affect people and ruin, make things even worse. So that's really the, 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 the thing here, Jimmy, is you're starting to have more respect for what you do and who you are. And the minute you get that clarity, it took you about a second to then go find, make the decision to go find that person. Right. And the, by the way, that person may not be the right person. Six months from now, you may be like, you know what? She was good or he was good, but you know, they just didn't do this and I want to do this. Some people at that point, if that happens to you, don't say it didn't work. That's a they mistake did. people make. Well, I hired so-and-so and it didn't work, so I just took it back into myself. Right, right, right. Just say, these are the good things that happened. These are, these are the areas that didn't work out. So if I brought someone else on, I would want these areas and then find someone else. And then what you do is you just keep looking at where is Jimmy not spending Jimmy's best time right. and effort. And you have to believe that that has a just so much more value. But man, we have some deep money issues. We yeah. all do. And we just look at everything as a damn cost. Yeah. And it traps us because we're just selling our time, like selling our soul. We're selling our soul to the money death. We just keep selling it and selling it. Think we have endless time, hoping that I'm just going to do this for now, but eventually right. I'll hire someone to do this. Why? You don't because you get into habits. Yep. And habits, as we know, are so hard to break. Yep. So, yeah. anyways. So was I'm that actually planned? was that was that planned on our talk today? It wasn't planned. So that so that's that's one thing that I looked for that I was like saying to myself in 2024. I, I don't know why we do this around a clock a calendar change, but we do. I said I'm going to lean into the scary things, and one of them was like I hate this bookkeeping thing, and it's on my calendar every month. Do this, send out the invoices, and reconcile, and do all these things. And I knew I was doing them poorly, and I hated it, and it was probably costing me money in the end because I'm not good at it. The second thing was, what are the things that I could bring someone on that they're that I'm okay at? I don't mind doing, but I don't love anymore. Maybe I used to, and they're just playing better than me. And while they're doing that thing, I could be doing the other things that I am more suited for, like doing and, and move, move the, the needle, right? Move and put things in the net. 
And that was hiring someone. Again, I started in radio as an editor, as an audio editor. That's where you start. Either handing out bumper stickers, which I did, or editing, which I did. And I'm bringing on an editor too, which is like, I need someone because I'd rather be talking to Jamie. And then later on, I'm talking to F. Scott. And that's two episodes. Well, in the past, I could, I could talk to Jamie and edit Jamie and then release Jamie. Now, with adding an editor, and I preach this to clients all the time, but did not do it because I was like, well, I know how to do it. So it feels, it's like cutting my own grass, which I actually like doing. But it's like it, at some point, if I owned you know, so much grass and, or I had so much other things to do and that wasn't on my list, it's like pay someone to do it then. I don't like cutting my own grass. But don't do it. someone else to do it. Yeah. You see, that's the beautiful part. I'm not living by Jimmy's rules or, or someone else's rules. I'm yeah. living by what Jamie likes to do, what yeah. gives Jamie energy, and what doesn't give Jamie energy. Some, things, some people like to cut grass because it's kind of this meditative with the sound. They go like going out there. Some people don't. But what you don't want to do is start getting caught up into justification because we're really good at justifying Yes. Because our ego is fragile. You know, I told you, I've been going deep a lot of this. Yeah. Our, ego, our ego is fragile. So if we do something that's kind of like counter, like, you know, let's say you don't like to cut your grass, but you don't want to pay for someone to do it, you'll justify yet. it. Yep. Because you have to satisfy the ego that's saying, hey, I'm fragile here. Make sure that we have a good reason that we can tell whoever you're, you're telling. But yeah. this happens in business all over the place. I mean, the number one place it happens, I'm not talking in the beginning of your business. I'm talking about after you have several hundred thousand dollars, maybe like six, seven hundred thousand dollars in revenue, but you're still treating 40, 50 hours a week. Why? And I, we're not talking about not able to hire. You're choosing not to hire because you're like, I'm making more money if I don't, if I don't hire someone, but you're also trapped in your business. And you can't look at the other things that you don't even know exist because you don't have that viewpoint because your viewpoint's a clinician. But then you justify it saying, I'm saving money. Like right. this is the mental game that keeps us really small and that keeps us, you know, well, down. It, it, so, all right. If you had to explain working on or working in your business to someone because they sound the same, how do you, how do you explain the difference between the two? Because one is, uh, well, I mean, well, it, 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 I'm going I'm to stop there. How do you explain the difference between working on and working in your own business if you're a clinician? Really simple. First of all, do you, you know where that whole stuff came from, on no, and in? No. no. It, it, it came from um, the EMF, Michael, Michael Gerber. He's the one, at, at least that's where I first saw it in, in the late 90s, um, working in your business on it. People are still using it left and right. I love it. People are using it that are actually working in the business. It's simple. In the business is you're physically in the operations of the business. The day-to-day. -day. You're responsible for something within, the, yes, the day-to-day, week-to-week operations of it. When you're working on the business, you're working with strategic planning. You're working with um, support and training. You're working with building networks and relationships and looking and exploring for opportunities. You're looking at things from a different perspective. So you could say working on the business, you're going to have a 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 foot view. Working in the business, you're on the ground floor. Neck deep. You're, you're in it delivering. So that's the way I simply see it is I see in it, you can't be in it and see what's outside of it. It's impossible for anything. 
Can you That's go back? I have a coach. I can't see what I don't see. Mm. I'm in my business as much as I'm removed from maybe some of the day to day, like you're doing, you're not doing the editing. So right. I don't do my social media, but you know what? I shoot videos. Right. I like to shoot videos. I like to teach. I like to train. I just don't do the crap that actually puts the video on the thing and measures all the stats. Right. I just show up and say, tell me what the stats are and tell me what we're, you know, what's working and what we have to do to improve it. Like that's it. Like I don't stop doing that part, but all of the administrative, all that that's in the business delivery of care. That's in the business. That's part of your operations. Looking at numbers and looking at your metrics, that is on your business. Putting the metrics together, that's in your business. You, you are hiring someone to put the bookkeeping and the, and the numbers and the financials. But don't ever make the mistake that at least once a month, you don't block out a half hour, 45 minutes mm -hmm. to review what that is. That is on business stuff. I'll, I'll say one more thing about it. It's hard to work on your business if you don't have a clear picture of what the heck you're working on. In other words, we talk about New Year's resolutions. Well, I teach New Year's resolutions. I just call it something different. We just call it creating a yearly plan and having certain um, habits formed that the habits right now aren't serving us. So if the habit I have right now is, is making you know reactive decisions because I emotionally get crazy because I hate, you know, you know, looking at the bank and doing bank balance accounting, as Mike Michalowicz talks about, then to do a better habit is, well, you know what? How about I just hire someone that takes that? So then the habit becomes, I will set a meeting twice a month, once a month, and have that person explain to me how our books are doing and all of that. So you've substituted a habit to help remove another habit. Willpower does not change habits. I'm going to lose weight. That's it. I'm going to do it. You have to put in safeguards. You have to put in things that over time creates a new habit. You can't just cut things cold turkey. That doesn't work. But anyway, um, I digress. But, you know, when we look at these resolutions, you're just making decisions of what you will do and what you won't do. You're, you're just creating that. But it has to be towards something. If it's not towards something, it doesn't stick. I want to lose weight. Why? Well, because I want to feel better. Why? I want to look good in clothes. Why? Because I feel like a stronger person. I feel more confident. I'll be able to be stronger around my friends. How important is that? It's important more than anything in the world. Good. Now you're connecting something to the weight loss. Now the question becomes, how serious are you about it? What are you willing to do? Because if the willpower is your only way, it's going to fail, which is why just go to the gym in February. You'll see what I mean. Nobody will be there. Same old, same old people will be there. Um, but it's the same thing in our business too. Same exact thing. We come up with this stuff and, okay, starting the first week of January, then we come to February and March. And Gun the up. only thing we're doing are the habits that are already established yeah. because I, it's hard, dude. It's hard. I use a lot of Jamie Schreier uh, isms. I, I just the other day I used, uh, I probably use them wrong, but I, the, the, the sentiment is there is like, I was talking to someone, I was like, you're in the getting ready stage. You've been getting, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to, I'm like, when's that going to happen? Well, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. Getting and ready I, to get ready. I'm getting ready to get, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm like, what's preventing you from doing that? And they didn't aft, and I just kept saying, but why, but why? And then eventually they were like, 
me. And I was like, now, now we have a breakthrough. So, so you, you have me on here to coach you. So let me coach you and everyone else can be the fly <laughs> on the wall. So you can, you can actually go further instead of saying what's preventing you, you can tell them what's preventing you. So obviously there's some level of fear. Yeah. Right. That that's causing you to not take action. What specifically is it? So now, instead of having to think this, you made it easier to think. What's the thing? Because we know it's fear. We know it's fear. Yeah. What I don't know is what the fear is for them. But you know what's amazing when I ask that question to people? When they actually say it, it depowers the fear. The fear is left when it's out there. Fear likes to hide. It likes to hide right in our brain. I I always tell people like, look, let's shine a light. On the fear, on the uncomfortableness, on the worry. Let's let's shine a light on that that son of a bitch. Because once you do, it loses its power. So and so you're ready. Then let's do something. So you're yeah, ready for a parallel between me, how I selected this book company organization, and physical therapy. And part of this might be the system is broken. But I get tired of giving excuses of the system's broken. So I'm just going to sit here and complain. So here's two things. You talk about fear, and when you shine a light on it my shoulders drop and a fear went away. I had no idea what monthly bookkeeping would cost. I was like, is it $1,000? Is it $10,000? I don't know. And I would go to websites and no one would tell me. I was like, just ballpark it for me. Is it is it $100? Is it $10,000? Because if it's $10,000, I ain't making $10,000 a month kind of money to pay for. I don't know that. So I had no idea, no context. Mm-hmm. This company had very clear ballparks. They're like, if you're an entrepreneur that does this, it's this, it's this. It's this. So I was like, oh, that's that's completely doable. I'm in that range. And they had options, monthly versus yearly. They're like, you're going to save more money. I was like, okay. And the second thing was they made it very easy to figure out if this was the right person. They said, if this, and they listed a couple of the different things. If this sounds like you, we don't know if we can help you, but you click here. We put you one-on-one for 20 minutes with someone on the phone. You ask them all the questions you want, and then they will let you know if you sound like a good fit. Now, take everything about bookkeeping that I just said and, and replace it with physical therapy because Jamie and I are PTs. The problem, I think, is that cost thing is so ambiguous sometimes that people probably are like me because there's that fear. Is this a $10,000? Does this ever end? Is this three times a week forever? What is this? And I think that is, for my opinion, a limiting factor why a lot of people, patient-wise, might not begin that conversation with a PT. They can't understand the outcome because the process feels very ambiguous. Yes. Well, we're, we're in a world of, of, well, I say this cautiously, we're in a world of transparency. Right. People want transparency. Having said that, not everyone's transparent, Correct. Um, as we know. Agreed. But- the successful companies are transparent. They tell you upfront what this is. And, and the reason they do that and are successful is because they're clear on who they are. They're clear on the type of person they want to serve. And not serve. They're clear on what is the yes. cost or whatever the things that you get. Like I learned from this, like originally when I was doing coaching, I didn't know myself. Like I did everything kind of like off the cuff. Like I knew how to help you, but the cost, I would be changing my mind. I'd be doing this. I'd be like, oh, maybe this. Like that's not what people want. That didn't make people feel secure. Oh, my bad, dude. That was bad. Oh, I'll edit that out. Right. That was me. The yeah. idea is 
And this is the mindset shift, right? You know, that's a big part of what we're doing here. We're changing how we think about things. The shift is, how about we look at it from the perspective of our patient, yes. of our client? Yes. What is it that would make them feel comfortable? What is it that they would need to be able to make a decision? So this is, by the way, Jimmy, working on the business stuff. You can't do this when you have 30 things on your plate, you have 20 notes to do, you got a bunch of patients coming in, you got docs on the phone, you got insurances denying you. You, you can't do this in, in, in that world. You need to step away, step all the way back and saying, how do we create a better experience for our client, for our patient? And it just you just have to keep asking questions. How do we do that on the uh, idea of expectations? People feel more comfortable when they know what's expected of them. In, okay, in practice freedom, you, our first call is called a getting started call. And we tell people, I tell them on my initial discovery call, but we tell people, I just want to be clear. Here's what you can expect from us. I start out with us. Here's what you can expect from us. We are going to provide you everything you need. We are going to support you. We're going to kick your butt sometimes if we have to, but you're going to have everything you need to build the business and the practice that you want. Here's what we need from you. We expect you to show up on time, prepared. We expect you to block out on your calendar, our coaching calls and et cetera. We expect you to do the best you can, the best you can. Now, where did I get that? It's the exact same thing I did with PT. In my practice, when I had trouble, you know, you know retaining patients and, and visits and cancellations, I, I just, you know, I started talking to my coach and mentors and all that. And I've just been like, you have to look at it from their perspective. How do you make their thing? And don't assume you know what they're thinking. Yeah. So we start to ask questions and we realize that, first of all, they don't even know what we do. And what they do know is incorrect information, but it doesn't mean they don't believe it. Well, I believe I have to go a million times. Right. I believe that you're going to hurt me. I believe that I'm going to get nickel and dime with stuff. I believe that I'm going to get stuck with the bill. You don't judge whether they're right or wrong. All you have to do is start figuring out responses, which is called answering objections. You just have to figure out, so how are you going to respond to that? Well, guess what? If you're not spending any time responding to objections and teaching your staff how to do that, especially front desk, then shouldn't you have a lot of cancellations and no-show and, and a poor utilization? Shouldn't you not be making any money? I mean, don't you deserve that for not doing what is needed? Yeah. Now, you can justify and say, I don't know how to do it. Okay. But come on, with the world, you can, you can get taught anything. You can go on YouTube and get exactly everything you need. Correct. It's your job as the owner is to make it, to put it in place. That's, I mean. Here's a very visible answer, or, or here's a very visible example of what you just said. I think five to seven years ago, whenever you went to a website, when you were looking to fire a, uh, hire a bookkeeper or a video editor or anything, they would bury their they would bury the cost question in a click here let's set up a call get a personalized quote that was 10 to that was 5 to 7 years ago and now one of the first thing you see is across see across the header of websites is 
pricing. Because I think people, I think businesses understood what you're saying, which is that is the objection they're looking that that, that they bring out first. And as long as you give them a context or at least help them understand, get them closer, people, the fear is reduced. That is one thing that the bookkeeper did for me. They were very clear that here's our pricing, take it or leave it, which, which probably does them some good, which is they're not booking one-on-one calls with their reps for people who are never going to buy their product in the first, in the first place. So then they have to, the owner of that company, first of all, has to make a conscious decision to do this. And that conscious decision comes from values. It comes from what that owner believes. We're the type of company that is in integrity. We're the type of company that is transparent. Like right. those, those standards, those values is what guides, guides your thought process and behavior. So then the end solution becomes, hey, uh, Jimmy, so are we going to put pricing on there? Well, our value is transparency. So let's put pricing on there. Let's make sure we create the context of what separates us from other companies. And then you know what we're going to do? Let people choose because I don't want 60% of our calls not to turn into clients. I'd rather have 10% of our calls do that because I'm paying for people to be on these calls and I don't want just a bunch of people. But guess what that also takes? It takes an abundance mindset because a scarcity mindset is, well, if I put what we really do, what yeah. if they don't come and now I don't have any patience? So you have to believe that there's plenty for everyone, especially in our field. I, I say this all the time. There's 343 million human bodies just in the U.S. There, there's plenty of bodies out there. What they don't know is they don't know who you are. They, they don't know the benefits that you could provide for them. They don't know where you are. They don't know how you operate. They don't know what you believe. They don't know what services you do. They don't even know what those mean. That's your job. Yeah. As the owner, your job, not to bitch and complain and saying, well, they should know what we do. No, they shouldn't know what they do. Sorry, and don't blame the APTA. These right. are associations. You know what? I stopped blaming the APTA a long time ago. They're doing the best they can, but what I'm not doing, expecting them to, to communicate clearly what I do. That's my job. Yeah. You can bitch and complain about it. Go for it. It ain't going to change. No. <laughs> Just no. take ownership. When you take ownership, building a business becomes so much easier when you just own it. Yeah. If you keep blaming, you're never going to really move forward. Blaming I, others just reinforces your position of you being right even though the results you're getting are not right. So the results, here's what I want people to do. Look in the mirror and honestly say that the results you're getting, whatever those results may be, financial result, time, happiness, you know, well-being, whatever you're, whatever you want and ask yourself, mirror, am I getting the results that I want? And you have to honestly answer. If the answer is no, then if you don't change how you're doing things, how you're thinking about things, like really change them, not just want to change them, then don't expect any significant changes in the outcomes, just period. And by looking at the the businesses that are out there and the practices that are out there, most of them just aren't making it. Then they they get scared and then they sell it for pennies on the dollar to these bigger comes that certainly know what the heck they're doing. they're, They're making a fortune off of yours, but you're also selling your dream. You're selling this thing that you want to do and then you go into what working for someone else and then you're unhappy doing that uh uh-uh. uh that's not the solution 
The solution is start being a professional. Start being a pro. Start taking this seriously. Look in the mirror and say, you don't know what you're doing. Start there and then say, but I can learn. That's I think what that's I did. I, looked, I think that's what me, I was I looked in the mirror, dude. Uh, 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 just one point. I looked in the mirror. This was, I don't know how many years ago, a long time ago. And this was right after my place burned down. And I shared that story about my place burned down three years into it. But even before it burned down, I wasn't happy. And I looked in the mirror. And I said, Jamie, you don't know what the F you're doing. And that was hard for me because my ego says, but I'm smart. I'm good. People love me. I'm a hell of a therapist, yada, yada, yada. I said, I don't know about this business stuff. I want to know about it. I want to think I know about it. I read the e-myth. I should know about working on your business, not in it. I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to stay accountable to actually do it. And that's when things changed for me because I was honest with myself. I think people aren't honest with themselves. And when you're not honest with yourself, Jimmy, it's easy to blame others. Yeah. At the end of the day, you need to feel right. And the way you feel right is by justifying your position, even if it's not getting you what you want. And that's how you blame other people. Yeah. I, I, you know, like I told you, I've been going real deep for the last thing and I'm coming up with these things and it's, well, it's making all the difference with people though. Because once you see it, you can make here's, changes. Here's a quote that might summarize or um, capitalize on what you just said, which is the results that you're seeking are hiding in the work that you're avoiding. Yeah. Didn't and you that's put that was, on my... Uh, I might have said something, but I mean, someone smarter said that before me. I'm, I, and I might have changed... No, no I think you put it on my Facebook post or something. I might have. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. Because... Right. That's that, right. Yeah. Nobody cares about your excuses as much as right. you do. As you, yeah. Which is keep pointing. Like no one, it's not that no one, you know, cause some people would say like, no one cares, work harder. Like that's a great thing to put on a motivational poster, put on the wall. But th- so, but working harder, harder wasn't, isn't what Jamie, isn't what you're saying. You're saying the thing, the, the success you're seeking is hiding in the things that you're avoiding. So that's when I decided to, I can, 2x myself if I hired an editor, and I did. And there are these things that I'm sweeping under the rug or just avoiding or trudging through and doing them that someone else could do better. Likely, I'm going to hire a bookkeeper and they're going to find me more money than I'm paying them. Probably. And, and, and what I'd love to do too, because I'm a, um, I don't know what I am, but I'd like to do best case, worst case scenarios. Okay, good. Yes. This like is I'm, good one of, one. I'm one of those people. I always do that. And very few times I ever choose not to do something because of a worst case scenario. Right. Because the fact that you even do a best case, worst case scenario, and my mindset is, and what I teach my, my clients is the mindset of the only time you fail is when you don't learn from it. That's the only time you fail. Other than that, you're never going to learn from succeeding. You, you don't right. learn from succeeding. You only learn from failing. But you yes. can fail and not learn. Correct. Right? I mean, you, you can fail and not right. learn from your mistakes and just continue to repeat them in different yeah. ways. But if you fail, so your worst case scenario is, and so if I was coaching you, Jimmy, I said, so Jimmy, what, what's really, I like to use the word resistance. What, what's really the resistance? Like, what, what is it? And you can be honest with me right now. What was the resistance of hiring a bookkeeper? Uh, I had no idea if it was like ten thousand dollars or or a hundred dollars a month. I had no idea scale so and existence was the unknown of correct. money. Correct. Is it possible to have an idea to find out some information to at least get what that could be? 
Yes. So let's make that the first step. And I did. Well, and, would you like to do that? Right. Okay. So then now this thing that you're running around in your head for who knows how many weeks or months or years can actually be solved in about five minutes. Yep. Okay. What, what else is the deeper resistance? Is there any worry, fear around money? Like, like just in general, like why would I, and some people need prompting. You're probably one of those guys that would, um, why would I pay somebody that I can do myself even though I don't love it, but I don't mind right. it. W was that something that went through your head? Uh, yes. Mostly it was, um, I, I think if, if I could take a stab at it, mostly it was like, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I didn't know. I was also insecure with how bad it was. Maybe my books are so bad. Oh my God. Like maybe my house is, I don't want to hire a house, uh, someone to clean my house once a month because my, my place is so dirty. It's not, but like so your resistance Let's go, let's go deep into this. You're cause this is really common. Your resistance was really reality. Yeah. Okay. This person would bring about a reality that you weren't ready to face. And what I mean by that is we get a lot of people that are resistant to financials. And I believe some of the reason, not all of the reason, is because the financials is a freaking just right in your face of how you're doing. It's, it's unemotional. Can't pull, it's can't flat pull. out objective. Yeah. And some of us, and I'm with you, Jimmy, when, when I did my books myself, which is, it's laughable that I did my books myself. I wasn't even close. I was losing thousands. Um, I, it, part of it was I didn't want to pay someone. But yes. if you go deeper, when I reflect back, I didn't want to see yes. what I wasn't doing. I didn't want someone to tell me I wasn't good because I have a fragile ego. Yes. And I can't handle that. So what happened was eventually, and I know this is happening for you, what I wanted was greater than that fear or that worry, which was bullshit. The worry was bullshit. It was it was something I concocted in my own head. Because the person I hired, like the person that, that you hired, she was great. She helped me. She taught me PL. She taught me what chart of accounts were. She taught me how to organize it. She taught me what a balance sheet was. I read about this a little bit, but I right. really didn't have a clue because now I had something that it was related to that was important to me. So all of a sudden I'm like, look how many, look how much time I wasted yeah. on this whole story I had in my head. So as you begin, this is a skill, Jimmy, for you. Take the lesson. I'm gonna tell you to do something right now. Not, yeah. not the second, but when we're done, I want you to debrief that situation that you just went through. And here's what I mean by debrief, name it, like hiring a bookkeeper. What went well? What went well? What went good? Second, what did you have trouble with? To be, how did you handle it? Three, what did you learn from it? Four, knowing this, what can you do moving forward? that will help you in the future. Yeah. I'm already thinking about these things. Yeah. This is the most important tool concept we teach at Practice Freedom U. We call it the mini debrief, but it's a it's a reflection tool and if you look at psychology and you look at all the stuff that's out there written by all these very very smart people, a whole lot smarter than I am, they will have elements of people always look forward and they don't look backwards. 
and the gold is looking and reflecting mm-hmm. backwards. And the problem is when you don't spend the time, by the way, this is also working on your business. When you don't spend the time reflecting, you will gloss over it in your memory. Your memory, your memory isn't about the facts. Your memory will put it into some nice, neat package that sounds good to you, but it isn't anywhere close to what actually happened. The only way to really do it is to reflect back. And you can reflect something like this. I would reflect sooner rather than later so you can remember. But you can also, for things like, you can reflect back things a while ago because the questions that you're being that you're asking yourself around, so we, we just call it did well, do better. That's like a quick way of doing it. What went well? What could you do better? But I kind of added some other stuff into that. Um, you'll learn so much that will give you then now confidence with your next hire or with the next thing that you fear because you could look back at this and say, you know what? I feared stuff before, but look at all these results that I feared. Look at what I learned from it. So the worst case scenario, and I've done this hundreds of times, I, I debrief almost everything. Yeah. What I've learned is I've learned how to learn from my mistakes and failures to use them to help overcome my, my natural tendency not to move forward with something and just hold back. I had a conversation or interaction with somebody on Twitter where um, somebody made a statement and I chimed in that I agreed. And the, and the statement was, um, I love failure. And I was like, I love failure too. And then the third guy chimed in is like, that's the wrong way to look at it. I love success. I guess I'll be over here on my own on success island. And I was like, that's good luck. And, with I, was, that. and I wrote, I'm great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. He wanted, he wanted this fight. And I was like, you're just looking at it differently. I get to success by failure, by probing and trying and, 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 and trying things that I'm like, I'm trying to sure. my reach exceeding my grasp. Respond to my next uh, social post because it's coming out this week and it's going to, the title of the post is going to be, I want you to fail. And some people would say, well, absolutely not. But you and I, I mean, that's just, my mindset was probably the same. Oh no, failure. No, no, avoid it. And you're right. There is a deeper with failure. Where are we learning failure from, from school and school, they don't reward failure. So your entire life, especially in your formative years is through school. And you're being compared to other people based on letter grades. Well, you're not being compared to other people in letter grades in your business. Right. Nobody cares right. where you went right. to school. Right. Right. Nobody right. cares how quote, you smart you are. Yep. All that matters in your business is, is your business giving you the life that you want? Is your business satisfying you? Well, when none of us are learned how to think that way, and all we think about is working hard, which none of us have a problem doing that, sacrificing. We don't have a problems doing that, but we also strive for this perfectionism. We're high achievers. We like to compare with others because we want to beat everybody. You see, that's what gets us into trouble. That's what gets us in that. At, at one of my mentors, um, uh, Dan Sullivan calls the gap, this, this negative place, this negative zone, if you will. Um, that's what happens. Yeah, I heard someone else say, and again, you can tell I like quotes and I like stealing words of smart people, but I think that's how we learn, right? Yeah. And uh, they said, that's you know, modern time. modern or traditional school has it backwards by a, by 180 degrees. In school, you're given the lesson and then you're tested. But in life, you're given the test and then you learn the lesson. So it is sort of this 
it is a, in 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 the life example failure is the teacher in the school example failure is the thing to avoid and i think when you spend an entire lifetime avoiding failure you would logically say this is the bad thing except we would never do this with kids in you know, the first time you try to walk and it doesn't work what do you do just you're not any good at it we're not going to learn no you promote failure there and learning there's that third option too which is failure is one thing success is another you don't learn well from success but can i learn from the failure to then promote future successes yeah i mean you can say that it's all this stuff in our head and then we're like yeah but i just need to get more patience i just need to get more patience and you say the same thing month after month year after year at some point and some people don't get to this place at some point you have to look in the mirror and say Perhaps I'm looking at this the wrong way. Yeah. Perhaps the problem isn't getting patients or referrals or cancellations yeah. or even hiring. The problem must be how I'm approaching it. Because although I like to say everyone has it, because we love saying words like they and everyone. Who said that? They say that. I go, right. yeah, they talk a lot. But the real problem, and this is something that I continue to explore myself. So I am a guinea pig for everybody I talk to and everybody I work with. I'm just not learning. I mean, I'm doing this myself is I'm exploring this idea of where is my thinking not serving me in what I want? So I need to be clear in what I want. And then I need to be really intentional on what I'm doing. And, and that's, it's just so enlightening to, to, to realize like, you know, something happened today, you know, I'll be honest, something happened today. I had a, I had a, a client reach out and, and say, Hey, Jamie, you know, something's going on in my personal life and, you know, may have to put some coaching on. And I've known this woman for a long time. And the first thing I did is I got the pit in my stomach and I got the angst. Right. And I went, Jamie, this has happened a thousand times. Yeah. Don't react. Deep breath. You know, the first thing I did, we have this thing called confidence toolbox, which is things that we have that give us confidence. I, I changed, went to the gym, worked out for 45 minutes, came back. My energy level was up here. I then wrote her an email back in a very like present, connected moment, because this is all about her, not about me. And I feel so much better about it. No matter what happens, you know, I'm here for her. And that's, what we operate on. And that's that. You know how many times I've reacted when somebody quits or a patient didn't show or this happened or that happened. And I freaking said stuff and did stuff. Me jerk. That caused me more problems than the thing itself. Sure. sure. Well, I liked, I liked the thing you were talking about a second ago before you mentioned that example, which is sometimes you have to look in yourself. And I feel like a very good pop culture reference with that is Taylor Swift released a song called It's Me, Hi, I'm the Problem, It's Me. And then she went on to have like a four billion, 40, $400 billion. She's, she's got the GDP of several large countries on this one. She, 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 she certainly does. She's and I love the out. fact that you know Taylor Swift. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not here to judge you. I would actually judge someone who at this point, how have you avoided knowing who Taylor Swift is? <laughs> like, True. Teach, like, how have you done it? Um, but I think that example, right, that meme, that gif is kind of funny, like, hi, it's me, I'm the problem is me, is how many situations yeah. in life where you've at least been a part of the problem or by recognizing, hey, I'm part of this problem, I can now be a part of the solution. Without that, I mean, the 12-step program is based on that. Without admitting there's a problem, you can't get to a solution. 
And look, I've not found a situation in my life when I've recognized I'm part of the problem, or at least I could be more part of the solution. I've never had a situation where that didn't help me in some small way. And, and here's the thing. We feel we're alone. And for many of us, we were. I felt I was alone when I was in business because your colleagues don't talk to you. And everyone says you're doing great. So then you're like comparing yourself. And you're like, am I the only one not making it? Right. But the reality is you don't have to do this alone. And it's not no. cheating, Jimmy. It's, it's not. not cheating doing with someone else as you were taught in school that that's you know, cheating yeah. if you're collaborating. Yeah. It's hard to do business. And doing it alone is even harder. That's why I coach. That's why I have a coach is because it's hard to do this alone. I want someone to think ideas through. I want to have a thinking partner. I want someone that's protecting me from me. I want someone to help me avoid the, the big things that happen. I want someone that I can learn how they think about a problem, not just feed me a bunch of answers to make me codependent on them. That's why people have coaches. And whether it's, you know, you know, I know some people have, you know, look, explore like peer groups or masterminds. Hey, that's not coaching. That's its own thing of right. collaboration and running ideas and connecting. It's all good. The problem is that's a very small percentage of people. Right. Very small percentage of people. Right. And that's the problem. If we can learn how to address the stuff that we're talking about today, this is like some deep stuff. There's plenty of people out there that need our help. And the only reason they're not getting the help is because you refuse to help you, period. So if you just take ownership to help you, you're going to help so many people. And yes, you're going to make a lot of money doing it. And you're going to have a great life. And you're going to have an unbelievable impact in your, in your community. That because, all goes with it. Because what you're providing is valuable. You're, what, what we provide is tremendously valuable. But what I'm tired of, and I don't jump into this anymore, I'm just tired of just hearing people just complain about, we're better than those. I mean, do you realize we got all into this whole doctorate and course because we were comparing ourselves to other fields, right? We, we get into this because we're comparing. And now look, we're all in debt because we have all this higher education. So all the schools just said, hey, we'll just charge you more money. What, you think the money we were going to make coming out of school is magically yeah. going to be, be better because of third parties? Pay? They don't care. Like, we created the problem we're in. So you know what? Own it. Say it's, I own it. Work and it let's out. start doing something about it. But right. that starts with you. Don't waste your time getting into these groups to try to change the world. Jeff Bezos said, the, the most important thing you need to know is you need to be honest about the way the world is. And right now, here's the way the world is. Insurance companies wanna cut what your, what, your, what your value is and wanna delay payments, period. Medicare is gonna make it more and more difficult, period. People do not know what you do, period. You can change Owner, that. And let's start fixing it. Yeah. That's what you I- can't that's fix the insurance companies, but you can add in correct. alternative payment methods. You can learn right. how to sell cash-based services. Right. You can dial in and streamline your services and reduce your, your overhead. There's things you can do. And the people that we have worked with, they're making a lot of money doing these things. Correct. So it's not like you can't make money. You can make money. By providing value. 
you can't do it the way you're doing it now. Correct. So we're it doing a different way of doing it. We did an episode or doing an episode recently where we wanted to, I wanted, I wanted a definitive answer from, from people. And I'll ask you this question. Sure. If you had a 22 or 23 year old in front of you and they asked you the question, is it worth it to become a physical therapist? How would you answer? And it, it, and it, had, it could be a yes or a no. And then a qualifier. What would you say to them? Well, well, the qualifier first would be if you're really passionate about it, then the answer is absolutely. And I've had yes. people ask me, people ask me all the time because yeah, I agree. Obviously they know. I said, but if you're focusing on really making a living and, and um, you would have to really question that because well, the amount of money you're going to pay for the return on investment is very difficult. If you're going to say, I'm going to become a physical therapist, go get a job working for someone else and show up and be a clinician who does, who, who does this, and I'm holding my hand on a podcast, but if you are doing the minimum effort, you are you shocked you're getting paid the minimum viable salary? You shouldn't be shocked. Can yeah. you provide more? If the answer is yes, my question would be, why aren't you? Why aren't you showing someone? You know, I talked with a client the other day. It was like, we have a, they, they're a company within physical therapy, a big one. We provide a really great, they're a continuing education company. We provide great continuing education. The thing that we do, the thing that we teach works. It helps people. You get certified, it helps people. I said, how often are you showing people that? And they said, all the time, every day. And then I asked this next question, Jamie, can you show me that now? Show me on your website how you, are show, how you will help me become a better version of me so I can help more people doing that. And their website just talked about them and their history and their background and why they do what they do as a company. And I said, your website's about you. I need it to be about the people you serve. When you change that, we can change everything else, the videos, the media, that will be an extension because, and here's the nice little quote I use, we are not in tell business, we are in show business. Tell business is not a business. It ain't a business. We avoid yeah, tell I mean, business. Most, most uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're more adept at this than I am, but you know, we, do, we do some light training around websites. I'm not a website developer, but I'm a, I'm a communicator. Sure. And you're absolutely right. When you look at a website, if you're not speaking to the person that you are trying to attract, then you're just basically telling them, it really isn't about you. It really it's all about me. So let's do this. My name is Jamie Schreier. I'm going to give you my whole history and everything about me, blah, blah, blah. And all they're asking is, can this person help me with my problem? Yes or no. And if it's not a yes in two seconds, I'm moving on. I'll so it make it easy for people to say yes. Can they resonate with you? And if they say no, that's okay. We're so afraid of no. Yeah. Right? Like, let's not be afraid of no. Lean no into that. It just no. saves you time. I like that. All right. Uh, we do a parting shot with every episode. You ready for your parting shot? Yeah, sure. Let's do parting. Parting shot is brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Uh, their profession-leading current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy, uh, taking you from where you are in your orthopedic life to where you want to be. Maybe maybe you want to take that OCS exam. This is a great guide that will help you get to that. At least they're not going to take the test for you, but it'll get you to the test day feeling confident and competent. Uh, again, orthopt.org. All right, Jamie, what's the thing? What's how would you? How would you wrap this up or, or, or what's the sentiment you'd want to leave with people with their party shop? 
Yeah, good question. We've talked about a lot of things, but I think it all stems to, um, look, all of us deserve to be successful. All of us deserve to be happy. Uh, all of us deserve to fulfill this, this, this dream and this ideal of helping others. All of that happens when you look inward to yourself and you ask the tough questions. Am I achieving those now? And only you can answer that. You don't have to tell anyone else this. And if the answer is no, what would I have to do to begin moving forward to achieving those things? What would I have to become? Who is the person I would have to be? Am I putting the amount of, of, of effort into growing myself to become a better leader, a better business owner, and what have you? That's what we're talking about. Because if you are, there's lots of resources. Practice Freedom U, that's what we're built on. We're built on helping people do that. And there's other companies out there as well. But if you, if you, stay, if you stay into the same way of looking at things and same way of justifying things and the same way of making you feel like, like everything else is the problem, not me, you're not going to get what you want and you absolutely deserve. And the problem with that is, and this is where I have a problem, you can choose not to do that, but it's going to affect your staff. It's going to affect your patients. It's going to affect your community. It's going to affect the people that you actually love and care about, let alone it's going to affect your family because you're not going to be home and you're not going to be pleasant to be around because business is stressful, especially when you do it incorrectly. So that's what we really talked about here. If you want help, if you need help, reach out, start off by taking the practice quiz. I'm sure Jimmy will have that on there. The practice quiz helps you start to identify where you are in your business because different problems for different areas of your business, which means different solutions. And it lets you know whether you're a committed clinician, overwhelmed operator, evolving entrepreneur. Once you take the quiz, it'll give you um, tips and ideas and advice of what to do. And then you can set up a free quiz review that we can talk through it and see what some next steps are for you. Love it. Uh, Jamie, thank you for the time. It, it was very much a therapy session for Jimmy. But look, progress. I'm doing the progress, thing. Progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. All right, they say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming, ours. <laughs>